Who are the top five stars from the winter and spring seasons for the University of Louisville Athletics Department? We will answer that here on this episode of the show. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to this Memorial Day edition of the Locked On Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. For those who are not aware of who I am, I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time, as always, to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. As I alluded to in the cold opener, we will be identifying the top five stars from the University of Louisville Athletics Department's spring and winter seasons so that, um, you know, basketball, women's basketball, um, you know, the spring sports, stuff like that. I'm going to go ahead and identify them. That's women's basketball's Emily Ingsler and Haley Van Lith, um, softball's Carmen Greenwood, baseball's Dalton Rushing, and swimming's Nick Albiero. Um, so we will start out, um, and then the, the last segment will be the, the weekly mailbag. Forgot to mention that. But start out talking in the first segment about Emily Ingsler and Haley Van Lith. The women's basketball team made it to another final for this season. Unfortunately, came up just a tad bit short. But ultimately, um, I think that these two selections speak for themselves and, and don't take this as a slight or disrespect or discrediting any other of the wonderful student athletes that are um, you know in this athletics department just because they are not listed here does not mean that they are not um, you know a star in their own respective ways so I'm not going to sit here and tell you that um, you know they they weren't or anything like that but these are just my top five in uh, the first segment will be dedicated to two all ACC first team selections, Emily Ingsler, Haley Van Lith, the former, came in from Syracuse, spent one year here at the program, and I think my only regret for her one season is that she was not here for the entirety of her career. A fan favorite from the moment she stepped foot on the court with her unrelentless hustle, her work ethic, her toughness, her unapologetic support for her teammates and herself and her coaching staff and her university, and just her tenacity on both ends of the court. This team needed an athletic wing that defended well and rebounded, and Emily Ingsler was exactly what the doctor ordered for the Louisville women's basketball team this season. Um, statistically speaking, doesn't kind of tell the full picture as, you know, was kind of the common uh, denominator all season long was that Emily Ingsler's, um, you know, her, um, you know, her impact spanned well beyond the stat sheet. She averaged 9.1 points, 8.1 rebounds, 2.7 steals, one point eight blocks per game respectively and it was um, kind of epitomizing the fact that she was a do-it-all type of player and that was that is what I will truly remember her as um, you know just her overall toughness you know defensively I can't with a clear conscience say that I believe that anyone other than Ingsler was the best defender in college basketball this season. Not only does she serve as an outlier statistically averaging almost three and two in terms of steals and blocks per game, um, but when you watch the Louisville Cardinals, I just don't know of any one player that completely 
changed the dynamic of a team's defense, whether it was on-ball defense, defense around the rim, perimeter defense, uh, playing off-ball, so on and so forth, being able to judge opponents' emotions and stuff like that, pick-and-roll defense, so on and so forth. And this is no disrespect to the other great defenders on the Louisville basketball team because I think that that's kind of the staple of Jeff Walls' program is that they are so, so very feisty on the defensive end. This is an instance to where, hey, I'm not sure that Louisville goes this far without Emily Inksler. And that's no disrespect to anybody they could have gotten. But Emily Inksler was exactly what this team needed. And it was so clear from the very beginning, especially in the first game against Arizona. Offensively, everybody struggled, but you know she looked so good defensively. And I just think that at the end of the day, when you look back on it, when you think of what she was able to do, uh, not including her in the top five stars of, this, uh, of the season would definitely not be doing her uh, justice, um, especially, you know, in, in terms of not doing justice, it would be, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know what the adjective would be. It would be almost blasphemous to keep Haley Van Lith off of this li- list as well. Another all ACC first team selection, averaging 14.4 points per game, 3.6 rebounds, 2.2 assists. But Haley Van Lith really, really started to turn the corner in ACC play at the turn of the 2022 calendar season. The five foot seven Washington native struggled out of the gate, did not shoot the ball well from deep to start out the year, but did very, very well once the new year started. Looked very good overall, you know, from from you know three-point shooting to creating for herself and others. I think that her shot selection was a lot better. She just you could see the confidence growing with each and every game and to the point where you get to the NCAA tournament and you the first four games of the NCAA tournament, you score at least 20 points, which I don't think has been done by a global women's basketball player, maybe in program history. So, you know, kind of, you know, going back to, you know, this team needing a number one score, and maybe they didn't necessarily ever get that. But Haley Van Lith really, really, um, you know, rose to the occasion, uh, took over some of those scoring um, you know, responsibilities, alleviated some of those concerns. And at the end of the day, we're sitting here and we're talking about two very, very great basketball players, um, but also two pillars of the community, two um, very, very solid ambassadors of this Louisville women's basketball program. I would be remiss if I did not mention these two stars in the top five uh, of this respective exercise. So, um, you know, Ingsler kind of more so known for her, um, you know, do it all type, uh, production, her mentality, her toughness, her grit, and Haley Van Lith, that swagger that she played with as well, that um, you know, bringing that um, kind of nationwide uh, hype and presence on social media to this program and bringing some more attention to this program and coverage and just answering the bell, becoming a star in her second season. When the nation had their eyes on Haley Van Lith, she was a star. I understand she didn't have the greatest game in the final four against South Carolina, but one result does not discredit a whole season of solid work. I think that this sophomore season is exactly what we were expecting for Haley, an uptick in scoring, um, you know, overall 
uh, better in terms of you know just confidence, uh, being the go-to option where teams have to you know, guard you in a different way considering that you had Dana Evans your freshman year so you didn't necessarily see the other team's best defenders. Now you do. And what does she do? She rises to the occasion, and she does that when the Louisville Cardinals needed her the most. Looked very, very good at the end of the season. Had a couple nearly 40-point games. Had a, I think it was 36 against Boston College or something like that, or, or Syracuse, one of the two. Um, but you get the point. You get where I'm coming from. You know that at the end of the day, um, Emily Ingsler and Haley Van Lith are both stars in their respective sense. Um, you know, they helped this team. They were the leaders that got this team to the final four. No disrespect to Cochran, Kiana Smith, Chelsea Hall, Mikasa Robinson, whoever else helped this team to the final four, because it is a team effort. Um, but you know, hats off to those two uh, fantastic young women. Um, shout out to Emily for getting drafted number four in the WNBA draft to the Indiana fever. Very, very excited for her professional career. Um, you know, very, very excited to see what Haley Van Lith is going to do in year three under the coaching of Jeff Walls and here at the University of Louisville Women's um, Basketball Program. There's no doubt in my mind she's going to go down as one of the all-time greats in program history, and we cannot overlook the fact that she's going to make a huge stride for year two of this program. So, um, or I'm sorry, year three in this program. So, the other, uh, the other. Members of the five, as I mentioned, baseball's Dalton Rushing, softball's Carmen Greenwood, and swimming's Nick Albiero. We will discuss um, what they were able to do this season here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen. Uh, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So moving along, talking about the other members of the top five stars of the University of Louisville Athletics Department winter and spring seasons, we will begin the second segment discussing baseball's Dalton Rushing. Rushing came into the season um, last year, hit 254. Um, had 19 starts, four home runs, f- uh, 14 RBIs. Played a lot of you know first base, uh, catching, um, but mainly was kind of a platoon player. Well, he jumps on the scene now, and well, needless to say, he is making his impact felt. Um, rushing is currently third on the team. Uh, obviously, the season is not over yet, um, but he is currently third on the team uh, I'm sorry fourth on the team in batting average with a 310 average but his OPS and I mentioned on this show that I tend to value OPS which is on base plus slugging more than I do batting average because I feel like it tells the true story his OPS is a fantastic 1.174 he has in in 197 at bats in um, 56 starts out of 57 appearances he has 61 hits 14 doubles but 21 home runs to lead the team that goes with 58 RBIs. He's slugging at a 701 percentage, uh, 17 hits by pitches. Um, 
in a 473 on base percentage. I think that this season, he's really, really making himself some money in terms of the future for the MLB draft. The power is there. I think the ability to not only play first base, be a DH, and also catch, I think that his power kind of lands him on this list. And there's also some other baseball players that deserve to possibly be on this list as well. Uh, Jack Payton. Isaac Humphrey, uh, Christian Napchek, uh, pitcher Jared Poland. Um, but I went with Dalton Rushing here because of his improvement between uh, last year and this year. His power has been huge. He's come up in some big moments and had some big-time hits. Um, you know, had has had a grand slam. Ben Metzinger is another player, the Louisville kid out of Trinity, that has made some big time noise. So ultimately, I went with Dalton Rushing here because of the OPS. I think statistically speaking, he's probably been the um, one of the best, if not the best, hitter on this team when you consider both contact and power. Um, just overall, I think that his ability to grow between last year and this year has been so solid for one of the best offenses in the country as a whole. I'm extremely excited to see what baseball is able to do despite a tough outing um, in the ACC tournament. We will talk about the baseball regional um, and everything you need to know on tomorrow's episode of the show. Um, Moving on along over into softball. A graduate student, Carmen Greenwood, decided to come back for her final year of eligibility granted by the coronavirus season. Um, Batting 430 in 2021, what does she do? She adds another 400 season to her belt. Um, One of the best players in program history. If you haven't checked out my feature article uh, that has Carmen Greenwood – it talks about her journey through, um, you know, transferring to Louisville, uh, navigating COVID, her faith, um, the family appeal, um, how she looks at herself as a leader, the legacy she's leaving behind at Louisville. Some great quotes from both her and head coach Holly April. But in essentially, I guess you could say th- three seasons, uh, two and a half when you consider COVID. This year, a 400 average, all ACC first team selection. OPS. I mean, we're talking video game numbers. I mean, it's incredible what she's been able to do. 52 starts, um, had uh, career highs and hits with 70, doubles with 18, home runs with 14, had 52 RBIs, uh, 823 slugging percentage, 456 on base percentage. Um, Needless to say, I think that this one speaks for itself. Not including her in the stars list would be absolutely egregious, absolutely blasphemous. the verdict is still out whether or not she will be in uh, a national All-American, but if she is not, I, I find that very hard to believe. Top three in almost every single hitting category imaginable for the ACC. I, I really think that she was the best hitter in the ACC this season and probably you know almost last season as well, even you know betting a little bit better in terms of batting average with 430. But um, it's kind of like an Emily Ingsler thing. I think the one thing that... I'm going to regret when I look back at Carmen Greenwood's legacy here at Louisville is that she didn't spend the entirety of her career here. Spent three years at Auburn to where she played two and redshirted one. Also, this season battled various injuries. I think they said she had a, a Holly April, um, you know, revealed she was battling like a shoulder injury. She had um, some shin splint issues, and despite the Cardinals not making the tournament in her ten in her uh, tenure here at Louisville, I don't necessarily think that that takes away any of the significance that she was able to bring to this program. I truly do believe that this program is better for having her in it. 
Um, you know, just the overall, just she's a professional hitter. I think that whenever I tweeted out that article, there was a lot of, um, you know, support from the, the coaches throughout the years. And, and I think it was Bryce Neal, uh, the hitting coach at Louisville. You basically said that Carmen Greenwood was a professional and everything she did from hitting to leading to uh, how she carried herself. And I think that, you know, the softball program is dearly going to miss her. But at the end of the day, it, it, it is a better program for having her in it. Um, the other, uh, the only other member we haven't talked about of the top five is Nick Albiero. We haven't necessarily talked about swimming on the show, but I, I have to discuss what he was able to do. Named the ACC Swimmer of the Year um, this past season. He uh, qualified for the Olympic trials, finished third in the 200 fly at the NCAAs. Um, and, but was also named last year's ACC Swimmer of the Year. So winning back-to-back Swimmer of the Year's, um, I'm going to read a little bit from uh, GoCards.com's press release. Going into the NCAA Championships in Atlanta last month, he was the top qualifier in the nation in the 200 fly and qualified for three individual events and notched seven All-America honors this season. The senior from the Ville finished third in the 200 butterfly, sixth in the 100 butterfly, and sixth in the 100 backstroke. He also was part of four All-America relays, one of just 12 swimmers at the NCAAs with the AAA final, which is making a final in three events. Um, you know, he is one of the most decorated swimmers, um, you know, in, in program history, very, very glad to have, have him here in the Derby city. And we wish him the best of luck, um, in qualifying for the Olympics for years to come. But, um, the other three outside of the women's basketball stars, you know, baseball's Dalton rushing softball's Carmen Greenwood and swimming's Nick Albiero both left their respective impacts on this season uh, for both or for all three programs. Um, I want to give love to the programs that don't necessarily get the hype and the coverage that they deserve. Uh, being able to be a star at their respective level of the, at the division one role, it, it's extremely special, and I'm so very happy that um, you know these three and all of the others at, at, you know within these programs and with within lacrosse and track and field. Um, you know some other members, um, uh, Caroline Blaylock, Hannah Morris, uh, Nicole Peroni from Lacrosse. As um, I've mentioned on the show, I was I had the fortune to announce Lacrosse for the Louisville team this season, um, and it was awesome to see um, Hannah Morris and Nicole Peroni in action. They were announced to some all-region teams. Um, you know, Caroline Blaylock came back for her last season along with Sarah Blaylock. And they had fantastic seasons as well. So shout out to those ladies as well. A lot of great, and Katie Martin in the track and field realm, who is continuing to uh, try to qualify for, I think it's the the nationals. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm, I'm a little ignorant in that realm. So do forgive me, but uh, so excited for what this um, athletics department as a whole is able to accomplish. And that's why I, I kind of scoff at the fact that people think that this athletics department is a dumpster fire because Sure, maybe ba- basketball has been through some scandals here uh, in in recent history, and maybe uh, football has not had a ton of success like they have in years past. But hey, you can't take away from what some of these other sports are doing and what some of these respective student athletes are doing. So I wanted to give a platform here on this special edition of the show and talk about some of those um, special student athletes. So. Um, for the remainder of the show, we're going to dive into the weekly mailbag segment. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you are not going to see nor hear the implemented advertisements that you will if you're listening to this on any audio streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. So uh, hold on and stay tuned. 
But before we get into the last segment, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. So the mailbag segment for this week, it is a Monday mailbag segment um, for the third episode. If you haven't realized, I'm wearing the same polo that I've been wearing in the past two episodes Excuse me, on this channel. No, it's not because it's a laundry day. It's because I'm recording these shows literally back to back to back. And uh, on this Memorial Day episode, um, you know, have to get some good content out before the year ends. So, uh, or the, the the athletic calendar ends. But um, we're rolling right along. Last segment of the day will be the weekly mailbag. Um, we're going to dive into a couple um, in, in the football realms, the baseball realms, and the basketball realm. Um, we'll start out with basketball. Basketball recruiting, obviously, the Nike EYBL circuit was in Louisville this weekend. Um, we'll talk about that uh, with a special guest on tomorrow's episode. Um, but with the first question is in relation to Tyrese Hunter. With Tyrese Hunter going to Texas and, and seemingly no other guards outside of Malachi Smith on you know the transfer portal for Louisville, are you a little concerned with how Louisville is shaping up at guard? Um, as of right now, it seems like L. Ellis is the only guard on the roster. Um, yes, it, it seems like we're going to see some other guys kind of play guard, like Devin Reed, Kamari Lance, Mike James. If Amani Bates comes, we'll see him at the two. But I do think that Louisville does need one to two more true guards, a backup point guard for sure, and maybe a starting two guard. So I would say... I'm getting a tad bit concerned because there aren't as many options. But with the you know the NBA draft um, you know deadline coming up to enter the draft, um, I'm not too awful concerned considering the fact that um, there are some players that have not even announced that they're in the transfer portal, but can possibly be in the transfer portal considering that they didn't um, go to the NBA draft. So if it's this time next month and we're still in the same situation. I'll probably be a little bit more concerned, but as of right now, not necessarily too awful concerned. Moving along, basketball recruiting. DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw played at the university uh, or at Freedom Hall in the fairgrounds and stuff like that. Kind of read that completely weird. Um, the typing was a little weird as well. But nonetheless, the question reads with DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw playing in the um, fairgrounds, do you think that the love from Louisville fans shown at the event may help sway their decisions? I think that this is a good question, but I don't necessarily think that it's going to be an ultimate decision breaker. Um, I, what I do think it does, I think it probably, um, you know, it, it's it's probably encouraging and probably a little bit, um, you know, beneficial and things of that nature. It's probably nice to see. And it's probably one of those things where, you know, DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw probably thought, you know, this is pretty cool. They're looking around, seeing a lot of Louisville red and seeing a lot of fans and having a lot of fans come up to him. So I'd say they probably thought it was pretty cool, but there's more things that are of importance, like a relationship with coaching NIL possibilities, um, you know, possibilities of getting these guys to the pros, because at the end of the day, Whenever you're going to show up on a visit to somewhere, you're likely going to have some some solid fan reaction um, to to your presence. So um, I, I wouldn't put too much stock into that. But put it this way, it definitely can't hurt. Uh, moving along into the baseball thing, um, do you feel any less confident in the Cardinals after the debacle in the ACC tournament? Um, I mean, it's not ideal. I mean, the team didn't play well at all. Um, pitching wasn't on point. That's the concern that we've seen um, all season long. But I, I will say, and I'll say this on tomorrow's episode, this team, for whatever reason, 
does not do good in the ACC tournament since joining the ACC in 20, the 2014-15 season. Um, they have not even made it to an ACC championship game in the tournament, let alone winning the whole thing. So um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like totally concerned, but I think what this does is it, is it makes me a little bit questionable for our pitching, and, and that, that obviously that's going to have to um, uh, be a little bit more consistent in regional play, but I, I'm obviously still ecstatic for our um, hitting department. So last question of the mailbag uh, is in direction to the football aspect of things can Malik Cunningham make first team all ACC um can he yeah will he I, I don't know I mean there there's a lot of competition you have Brendan Armstrong at Florida or Florida Virginia um Tyler Van Dyke at Miami uh, Sam Hartman at Wake Forest Devin Leary at, Devin Leary at NC State DJ Uagile or uh, DJU for short over at uh, Clemson. Um, I mean, it's possible, but we'll, what Louisville's going to have to do is number one, as a team, they're going to have to probably win about eight to nine games for him to be in consideration because I think that some of it's going to be a team award, but also he's going to have to see another statistical jump. Sure, I think um, you're going to have to see a little bit, um, you know, in competition of the passing yards because the guys that we're talking about. All of them are pretty much uh, pocket passers, so the statistics look a little different. I'm not saying they're better than Malik Cunningham's, but they look a little different because there's more passing numbers and passing touchdowns, despite the fact of Malik Cunningham having 20 passing touchdowns and 20 rushing touchdowns, or 19 rushing touchdowns. So what Malik's going to have to do is I think he's going to have to replicate that success and at least replicate it and maybe go a little bit beyond it. But number two, Louisville's going to have to win you know, seven games at the very least, probably eight to nine games and be in contention for the ACC, you know, championship game for him to get a fair look. Um, but that's going to wrap up this uh, edition of the show before we get out of here. Thanks again for making us your first listen every day. Make your second listen to Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. Follow Locked On NBA Big Board and on the Odyssey app, YouTube, etc., wherever you get your podcasts. Um, as I mentioned on the past two episodes today, I want to um, say thank you to all the veterans out there that are consistently sacrificing um, for this country's freedom and for its safety. Um, I want to send my thoughts to those that have lost those um, in the line of battle and in combat and those uh, veterans that we've lost. Uh, I want to remember them today and honor those that um, you know lost their lives um, uh, you know, in efforts to keep this country safe and keep it free. Um, we're forever indebted. Um, and I want to take this time to, to, to recognize those that are currently serving, have served or are not unfortunately with us. So, um, or are not, are, are unfortunately not with us. Not unfortunately. I, I don't want that to sound bad. Uh, are unfortunately not with us. Um, so, um yeah but that's gonna wrap up this memorial day episode of the show everyone have a fun day be safe make the right decisions uh don't drink too much um don't eat too much i know how um you know growing out hot dogs and hamburgers at cookouts can can definitely uh, make me overeat um but have fun um you know know what the day is for and just um you know have a great day um but there is more global content coming tomorrow so we will see you then